Maybe then you can see me and I can see you Maybe then we'll come together as a people Tired of the pain cause it ain't new Let's come together as a people Even if we don't share the same view Welcome to the Jesus and Everything Foundation podcast. On this show, we look at all problems affecting the world and we discuss how we can solve them using the character of Jesus, unity, and decentralization of resources available to us. The character of Jesus, or as I like to call them, the Jesus character principles, are principles that whether you are a Christian or not, we can all agree on these principles. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. For every episode, we discuss a problem topic from our category list. You can find this list on the Foundation's website, jaef.foundation. We ask ourselves and listeners, what is the goal? What is the vision for this problem category? What are the potential solutions? What are the obstacles? What resources do we need? And what resources do we have? But most importantly, do these solutions and resources pass the character test? The nine Jesus character principles? If yes, then we move on to collaboration. What does this look like? This show is a platform to get the ball rolling on as many problems affecting the world as we can. We want to go beyond just talking about problems. So after the show, we collaborate by acting. First, we open the discussion floor to our listeners. Then we decentralize and open source all of our resources from brain power, manpower, utilities to capital. Before every episode, I like to ask our viewers and listeners, do you ever ask yourself, where are we going? Where is this world going? Time keeps on ticking, the day ends, a new dawn arises, and life goes on. But what is our destination? Do we have any global objectives that unite us when it comes to things like food, security, healthcare, education, or standard of living? It's a fair question to ask. If you work for a company or work for yourself, you have a general idea about your company's vision. Goal. So what is our goal, our overarching vision as the current residents of this planet? What role is your company, your city, your country playing in the big picture? And what role are you who's listening to this playing in this big picture? Welcome to another Everyday Life series on decoding how God thinks about work, money, business, investing, and leadership. Biblical principles from Genesis to Revelation. It's under our Everyday Life category. 
You can find the full list of topics we shall cover under this category on our website jf.foundation. That is jaef.foundation. In our first series of decoding, we looked at decoding creation, God's thought processes and patterns through creation from Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2. And we arrived at a 10 principle combination that will revolutionize how you think. In this next series of decoding, we'll look at how God thinks about work, money, business, investing, and leadership through the life and story of Joseph, also from the book of Genesis. Joseph's life changed the course of Israel. It was through him that God preserved the nation of Israel. Israel wasn't yet a nation per se. It was just a family of 12 siblings. The letter grew into the nation of Israel in Egypt. Some of the life principles we'll cover in this decoding series are our upbringing and past shouldn't define us. Knowing your purpose and calling is the best anchor to go through the storms of life. In life, we need favor and love with both God and man. There are no coincidences in life. God's justice system never fails. We'll also look at work and service, money, and how the economy of Egypt was built from the ground up. We'll also look at investing, saving, leadership, and management. Without further ado, welcome to Decoding Joseph. Welcome back to episode four of Decoding Joseph. We are in a series called Decoding How God Thinks About Work, Money, Business, Investing, and Leadership. And our focus right now, we are looking at the story of Joseph. 
So we are looking at the story of Joseph and decoding what are some of the ways through the life of Joseph that we can decode about how God thinks about work, money, business, investing, and leadership. Today's episode is very special because we are being joined by a very special guest. He goes by the name of Tolu, and he's actually been on the show before. And I got to say, him and his fiance left us a wealth of knowledge. If you've listened to those episodes on, I think they are under our spiritual category. We were talking about how to build godly relationships and talking about dating, relationships, and all of that. So, uh, Tolu, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me once again. Um, it seems like uh, uh, Abba has placed something on both our hearts uh, for me to be here, and um, it's wonderful to be back. Yes, I I am really excited uh, uh, about this uh, series that we are doing because Joseph is a very is he's a very interesting character I, I gotta say the more that i read this story personally i think we've you know just kind of like how you see in in movies how we like um action movies we like fast paced movies, guns flying and and, yeah. and things <laughs> blowing up and all of this i think that's what the story of of david really does the story of david kind of casts a shadow over other stories in the Bible because it is very action, right? And, and but you have these other stories that have very interesting, you know, storylines mm. that I'm almost very tempted to say that uh, uh, the story of Joseph, for me personally, is, is right up there with David. I mean, I agree. Um, uh, there, there's, I, I think, in, you know, in our personal discussions we've had, we've actually looked at some of these characters, like not just David, uh, but Joseph and Daniel having similarities. Of course, oh, I think this is also why we're exploring them. Um, but yeah, Joseph, for me personally, Joseph's been more of um, a character or a person that I've associated with because of like my middle name is Joseph. So <laughs> um, getting to really understand that spiritual character from a man who lived and walked with the father has been very, very insightful, not just for, in various aspects of my life, um, when pertaining to marriage and also pertaining to work. But, you know, uh, there's a lot to discuss in both of those, those two titles to begin with right yeah joseph is uh, i just love his story because there it, it shows it really for me one of the things that really stands out about the story of joseph is his character the the i think the reason as to why david's story kind of casts a shadow over other people's stories because that most characters in the Bible, they they basically have one book, right? 
Like yeah. they have, like let's say Joseph, the story of Joseph is only in the book of Genesis. Uh, yes, there's references to it in other parts of the Bible, but we don't have like another book that Joseph writes where he's talking about the things that he dealt with and how he, which isn't kind of like unfair to all the other characters in the Bible because with David, we have his story in First Samuel, Second Samuel, First Chronicles, uh, Fast Kings, and then also. He has a whole book, you know, he writes all these Psalms in the book of Psalms. And so we really get to have so much more insight. Like he really gets to talk about himself, the things that he was dealing with, his emotions, which other characters in the Bible don't really get to have. So when it comes to the characters in the Bible, I always feel like we almost have to do the decoding for them and really try to figure out, okay, what was this person going through? Like what was going on in their mind? Like what, what, what were their emotions like? So, but the more that you really look at this story, you, you, you start, I think you can understand the kind of person that Joseph was. Of course. Um, the more you look at this story, that's why I said that these characters aren't so, yes, their stories might be different, but the, the approach that the father uses to teach them is one and the same. And um, that's one thing that I see, I've seen, and I'm seeing, you know, I think I'll keep seeing it because I'm still getting <laughs> laid hold of all these things that I'm, that I'm, that my eyes are being open to. But um, yeah, I mean, it would be great to have a bigger expose on Joseph's life, but um, for what it is, I mean, I always like to look at everyone has a purpose in the kingdom, right? So um, some people's stories um, are serving a different purpose, right? So those that's, uh, that's the Father's plan concerning all of us, right? So, I mean, even in the reality, so we all have different roles to play, some larger than some. So, yeah. I guess I guess we can say that if you were a movie, David is on stage. Out of all the characters in the Bible, David is on stage the longest. <laughs> yeah, and, and definitely in, in some ways, um, especially with the Old Covenant, so the first covenant books, you, you're going to see David a lot more um, because he was the like major king of Israel, right? So yeah, and. Um, really pivotal to Israel's um, bloodline, which is like the the line of the blood of Yeshua, right? So uh, it's very, very, he's a pivotal person in that. So I guess that's why, again, I guess we'll have to wait until, you know, we ask uh, uh, Yeshua and when, when we get our resurrected bodies and everything. <laughs> 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 oh, it's it's yeah, it's 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 very it's a very interesting uh, way to look at it. Anyway, so in kind of let's just do. I'm just gonna do a quick recap of episode three uh, before we really jump into this episode. But the theme of episode three was basically we we were talking about. Uh, that we were talking about how God does business through the heart, 
And by the way, disclaimer, uh, our guest today has really become a scholar of the Hebrew, original Hebrew language. Uh, I believe that's uh, Paleo Hebrew, right? Uh, earlier than that, <laughs> ancient. It's very yeah. So ancient uh, Hebrew. So, but I do uh, have understanding of like you know Paleo Hebrew. So Paleo. Yeah. What was? Yeah. yeah what's the one before Paleo Hebrew? That's. Uh, it's just uh, you know ancient Aramaic and. Uh, yeah, Ar and, Aramaic. Yeah. So yes, he because of that, and he, what I really like, and probably one of the things that we shall do, we shall have an, another episode where. Uh, we'll come back and talk about the importance of using the original names of God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Because I think it's really interesting. Actually, I think it was until, it was really when I started interacting with you. And for some reason, you just kept on using these, at that time, what seemed to be complicated names of, of like, you know, the original Hebrew. But when you really started peeling things back for me and, and explain to me the importance how we've lost a lot of uh, meaning, uh, words have been confused. Uh, we're using words that weren't originally intended to be used. So anyway, the disclaimer here is that uh, when our guest is talking about God, he will use the name Yahweh or Abba Father. And then whereas I will use the name Jesus because, you know, just to stay in context or to just kind of keep the same theme, you know, Tolu uses Yeshua. So the original Hebrew name for Jesus is actually Yeshua. Actually, there's, there's another way in which you pronounce it, but we'll get to that in that episode. And then the original name, what people normally hear as God, he's actually, his actual name is Yahweh. So we will have an episode to do that. Yeah, but I think, sorry, to just to, uh, as, we, as we are discussing, um, if you're here, I'm going to be putting, a, I'm putting right beside what I'm saying, Say if I'm saying Yahweh, I would say, you know, um, in your Bibles, you see the Lord, you know, so you can you can correspond in your Bibles and look as well that um, these things are, you know, it's the same as what you would read. But just re just replacing the names with the original names. So as I'm saying or reading a scripture, I would I would um, give the original name and also give the, you know, the Lord or. And also um, for, like, say, if I say Elohim, I'm also meaning God, you know, like, you know, God, like the Godhead. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, and if I'm saying Yeshua, I will put, you know, as, alongside Jesus so you can get, um, so you're not, you know, whoever is listening is not um, confused as well. If I'm saying yeah. uh, the, the Spirit or the, if you've seen your Bible, Holy Ghost, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the presence of the Father. I will say the presence of the Father, you know. So, um, so these are just things that are more accurate. Um, there's nothing really added to or taken away from the word. It's just the accuracy, which is what my brother here is uh, sharing with you guys. So, um, I do pray that everyone's blessed as we are listening. 
and um, uh, as I also as I am listening to him, I, I <laughs> some things come out, and I'm even I'm even taking notes. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, just yeah. So I thought it would be very important for us to put that disclaimer there. So we we are talking about the character of Joseph. How does someone go from being betrayed by his brothers, his family, going through this heartbreak? And and in in the previous episodes, I, I was really talking about how one of the things that I'm learning from Joseph is that our upbringing and past shouldn't define us. There had to have been a sudden heart posture that Joseph resolved to operate or do life with, albeit all the things that had happened to him. He was sold and he was betrayed by his brothers. I don't think it gets worse than that. Sold into slavery. They hated him. In fact, they wanted to kill him. Mm. And what we read about him in Genesis chapter 39, for me, is amazing. And just to quickly, uh, in Genesis chapter 30, Genesis chapter 37 ends on a note where it's, it's talking about uh, Joseph's brothers, as, as you all already heard in the last episodes, they finally said, we're not going to kill him. Let's kill a goat and dip the coat that he's, father had given him the coat of the tunic of many colors, dip it in that, send him, rip it apart, send it back to his father and then tell him. And then the father is kind of crying and saying, surely uh, a wild animal has ripped my son into pieces. Meanwhile, uh, while his father is crying about that, Joseph is sold to Egypt. You know, his brother sold him to Midianite traders and when they arrived in Egypt, Joseph is sold to Potiphar, officer of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. And uh, Potiphar was the captain of the palace guard. So that's what we see in Genesis chapter 37. But in Genesis chapter 39, we read a, a story about, it's almost like, you're like, how is this possible? That, they, that you were reading this about someone who just went through all of that heartbreak. And this is what it says in Genesis chapter 39. It says, when Joseph was taken to Egypt by the Ishmaelite traders, he was purchased by Potiphar, an Egyptian officer. Potiphar was the captain of the guard of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. The Lord was with Joseph. So he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. This, this is basically what we're reading about Joseph in, 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 in this chapter of his life. It says the Lord, this is in verse two, the Lord was with Joseph. So he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of his, of his Egyptian master. Potiphar noticed and realized that the Lord was with Joseph giving him success in everything he did. This pleased Potiphar, so he soon made Joseph his personal assistant. He put him in charge of his entire household and everything he owned. It goes on to say, from the day Joseph was put in charge of his master's household and property, the Lord 
began to bless Potiphar's household for Joseph's sake. For Joseph's sake. And then it says, all his household affairs run smoothly and his crops and livestock flourished. Then, so Potiphar gave Joseph complete administrative responsibility over everything he owned. With Joseph there, he didn't worry about a thing except what kind of food to eat. So that's what we read about this guy. And we're asking ourselves, how is it possible someone goes from being sold into slavery to performing like this? And the argument I was, I was trying to put across from, not an argument, but kind of my thought process from decoding behind the scenes was, this is what we know. God likes to do business through the heart. And we established in, in previous chapters how, uh, uh, in fact, uh, it talks about man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. Uh, we also talked about that uh, we have to really clear out the little foxes that spoil the vine. We talked about another chapter that talks about uh, David, when, when David was handing the throne over to his son Solomon, this is what he said to him in First Chronicles chapter 28, verse 9. He said, as for you, my son Solomon, know the God of your father and serve him with a loyal heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understands all the intent of the thoughts. In fact, I love what, I love what the KJV says. It says, uh, serve him. It says, and thou, Solomon, my son, know thou the God of thy father and serve him with a perfect heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understands all the imaginations of the thoughts. That is so so clear to us that this is David basically passing down wisdom to his son and saying, listen, the way I've been able to succeed in what I'm doing is because this is how I operated with our Heavenly Father. This is his MO. This is how he does business. He looks at the heart of mind. He, the heart posture is what God focuses on. So, that's basically been one of the things where we have leaned into and said it's got to be that God was using Joseph Master had such a hard posture that really propelled God to stay working with him. Uh, I'm just going to let you jump in there. What, what do you have to say? Well, um, it's, when you were speaking, I just pick, picked up on a few things. Just one thing, actually. Um, the importance of, you know, the father is, um, he's the father of families, right? He says that in Ephesians. Um, yeah. Um, and one thing that he likes to do is he starts a connection with a single person, then joins them to become married, then begins to influence the children through the father and the mother. And uh, it's what you said um, just now about um, David influencing Solomon with mm -hmm. the father's teachings. 
And then Solomon, when it was time for him to go into his own, he, you know, in First Kings 3, verse 9, he begins to go into his own based on the, the backlog of the scriptures and the teachings of his father. So he begins to form his own personal relationship with the father based on the backlog of teachings and um, the father, his own father's personal experience, which goes back to the importance of family. The father is all about family. It's all about a wonderful relationship between him and the parents that leads to him and the children. And then those children become parents and they become, you know, adults and, you know, the, the cycle, it, that's how the cycle is supposed to be. And I, I see that with Joseph's life as well. Joseph had Jacob. Jacob taught him the word, um, taught him to, you know, to hear and obey the father's instructions and teachings. And because the father, you know, he's the same, he, the same relationship we had with Abraham, the same relationship we had with Isaac, the same relationship we had with Isaac, the same he would have with Jacob. Same have with Jacob is the same he would have with Joseph. So he's passing on the same teaching, the same method of approach from father to son to father to son to father to son, which is an important role. So mm -hmm. uh, it's an important thing for also children to see their parents live out the word. Joseph saw his father live out the word, which is why he could live out the word like um, and do things that, you know, he, that became more ingrained in him as a testimony and a visual evidence in maybe even um, hearing the, hearing the, him praying and communing with the father and being taught this, the, the, um, say the, how to communicate with the father and everything would have been passed down by his father, right? So those are some of the key things to begin that journey for Joseph. Which is why when you already get to Genesis 39, it says that despite him being thrown into slavery, was the, the beginning of it, it says like Yahweh, the Lord, was with him. So it's not a happenstance, but more so it's a cultivation. Though it's a cultivation that has happened over the years growing. He grew into his relationship with the father. He, he grew into his relationship with Abba. So the same thing for us, it's not going to be just, you're not going to cultivate a relationship while you're in the workplace. Like it's not a, in, in case of emergency break relationship, right? No, it's a, uh, you start. Um, I mean, I, maybe not everybody has a parent that already is walking with the father. Great. But you start cultivating it on a daily with him and cultivating that relation. He'll be, he'll be your father. If you don't have a father that, you know, might teach you the word like, you know, Joseph did or David, I mean, Solomon did, um, he'll teach you the word. You know, the book of Psalms says, um, I think it's Psalm 27, that um, even though my father and my mother forsake me, he will personally, um, Abba Father Yahweh personally take me up. He'll take me and teach me, you know, so mm -hmm. he'll take care of you. So um, 
all I'm, all I'm trying to say is that there's a precedent for what we're about to enter into in Genesis 39. And that precedent is steadfastness. Steadfastness is the, is, is the soil for cultivating this relationship, even in the workplace. So Joseph had the, um, let's say the seedbed or the soil for what would help him in the workplace. So that's what, that's something that I just want to start before we even <laughs> head into that. But that was something that I just noticed from when you were talking, like, you know, his father created the seedbed that, you know, mm. Joseph later on began to plant on. And the father, even if you don't have a, like a father or a parent that is teaching on the word, the father personally will take you up and create a seedbed. Should you keep coming to him every day? seeking him every day, asking him, being, being sincere with him. Here's my shortcomings. Here's my weaknesses. Here's, these are the things I'm going through. This is my life. I'm a mess, whatever it is, you know, you share, you share it with the father, let him work it out in you and create the seedbed for your life. You don't have to have a job. You don't have to have, maybe you do have a job. Maybe you don't have a job, whatever your life is, you know, begin, mm -hmm today you know and start um, cultivating the seedbed with the father and he himself will begin to work it out in you begin to till your heart you know as um as uh, as as brother calvin is saying that he would begin to you know create make your heart the ground for receiving his word yeah um Absolutely. Uh, th thank you for that. And man, you, you've already created some other very interesting tangents that we can go off here uh, that are inevitable. Uh, that's, a very, that's a very unique insight that you just gave us there because you're saying that uh, the precedent is actually shown right there in the scripture because the scripture says, and the Lord was with Joseph. Yeah. So we know from uh, scriptural history and background that the scripture says, draw nigh unto the Lord and he will draw nigh unto thee. Amen. So we're seeing that Joseph must have been fellowshipping with the father yes even as he was going through what he was going through because the and is almost like a conjunction right there because mm -hmm. says joseph is sold uh, but then of course could say the lord was with joseph but also in even as you read father father down in in the the rest of the passage you know, it, it brings it up again that, and the Lord was with, you know, the Lord began to bless. So there's this precedent of really hearkening unto a voice or, yeah, basically the voice of uh, what I would call, uh, because I'm, I'm finding that right now, 
one of the things that I believe helped Joseph to stand out is that he didn't lean on his own wisdom. The scripture says yeah. in, in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. It says, say, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Now, it, it also goes on to talk about uh, in, in Proverbs chapter 4. And, and, and it says, uh, get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget or turn away from the words of my mouth. Uh, it, Father Long goes down to say wisdom is a principal thing. In all that getting, get understanding. So one of the problems that we see the we are dealing with right now in the world today is we have a lot of people that have knowledge, we have a, but we have very little wisdom going around. We have people with knowledge, but they're not very wise. Mm. Wisdom, we, wisdom is application, right? Wisdom is basically as 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 an old saying says, wisdom is knowing what to do when you don't know what to do. So we have three things that we see even throughout Scripture. The Scripture keeps on about. God did the kind of created the universe with it. He talks about the three things that always in scripture talks about wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Mm. Knowledge is information. Understanding is comprehension. And wisdom is application. So right now the world leans to its own wisdom. We don't consult the heavenly father. We don't consult God in the things that we do. So we are in a place right now where I feel like God has left us to say, okay, you think the knowledge that you have in the science that I created is what is really like, you're going to put all your hopes and whatever in, in science. You are not going to lean on my wisdom, the wisdom of God who created all of these. Okay, let's see how this plays out. And we keep on getting disappointed. True. Some people a while back probably thought that Silicon Valley would come to solve all the problems of the world. Silicon Valley still can't even solve the problems next door to them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's exactly, it's very, very true. I mean, uh, you know, I, one thing I love about this, the, the, the word is that you know, the word is living, you know, the word is Yeshua and Jesus, and um, he's not surprised. <laughs> he's not surprised about any of these things. You know, um, the, you know, First Corinthians, I think, 1 says that it pleased, mm -hmm. it pleased Elohim to make the wisdom of man seem foolish. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, you know, it says like, you know, most of the world is ruled by the Western way of thinking. And by what we mean by the Western way of thinking is that um, the majorly the world as we know it came 
The Western world as we know it came from the Greek empire. This is a little history lesson. Um, and yeah. Then, you know, of which many of the, like Latin came from and then, you know, like Rome and all those things. But the Greek philosoph philosophical way of thinking is the bedrock for the Western civilization. And it is. The Greek philosophical way of thinking is now what is ruling all aspects of the Western world as we know it. The, the world is heavily ruled by philosophical thinkers, is heavily ruled by philosophical scientists, philosophical doctors, philosophical nurses, philosophical this, philosophical that, philosophical educational teachers. The world is ruled by um, what seems rational, even though that can be perverted, rationality can be perverted. And because again, philosophy can be perverted, rationality can be perverted. So, yeah. but you know, the, 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 the word of, of Elohim says, you know, of God says that the, <clears throat> it, uh, in First in Corinthians 1 verse 21, it says, for since in the wisdom of, of, of Elohim God, the world through wisdom did not know Elohim, that is, that is through their own um, philosophical way of thinking. It pleased Elohim God through foolishness of preaching to save those who believe. He used simple things to confound the wise. And these last days, it's not going to be something that you see off of Science Channel or something that you see off of social media or some political that is saying all these things that is going to bring wisdom. It's going to be mm -hmm. the simplicity of the blood of Yeshua and the power of things that come from his presence that will change the paradigm of things. But now, does this mean that you can access this so simply and just like, oh, it's like a an oxymoron and you're just like, hey, just, just grab and go and let's just, uh, you know, I cash it now, you know? <laughs> no, it's not that. Um, the, the word Isaiah 28, I think verse nine or 10 says that um, in quote, I'm just gonna quote this in a, the way the father put it to me before I went to look at the scripture itself. Of course, it's a lot lengthier than that. But uh, in short, he said, everything is a process, son. <laughs> and mm -hmm. it's a process and you're going to have to sit down with him and you're, you're going to have to train. He's going to have to train your ears because your ears aren't naturally willing to hear the things of the spirit. Your ears are naturally willing to grasp onto what is eternal life. Your heart isn't naturally conformed to what is eternal life. Your eyes are not naturally wanting to see the beautiful things in the teaching of the father. They are more gravitated to the world because the whole world is, is governed by the influence of sin and Satan. So mm -hmm. it's, there has to be an undoing that really comes from him working it out in us to say, Father, help me. Help me to undo this. And constantly cultivating that. Help me to hear your word. Help me to see you the way you want me to see you help me to 
to be steadfast, present your case to him wherever it is, and let him begin to work that out in you. That is also a step that now leads to the next step, which is now saying, okay, now that you're hearing, help me to hear, hear help me in this, spot, in this part, you know, help me to, in my workplace example, which is what we're getting into, you know? Yeah. So, and, and, and what we're trying to do is really, uh, as, as we said in, in, as we said, uh, uh, as we did mention at the beginning of this episode, we say the story that we're looking at is very interesting because we, we only have a few chapters about the story, but without Joseph, I don't think we even get to David because yeah. Joseph played a very important role uh, in the, in the history of Israel. So, but the thing is, we're only told about the exploits of Joseph. We're told about the, 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 the trouble that he went through, but right now in decoding this story, we're really trying to go behind the scenes and figure out what was his character like? What was his heart posture like? What were some of the things that he was doing? Because at the end of the day, we know that Joseph went from someone who was a slave to being the second in command. Basically, as the scripture says, Potiphar gave Joseph complete administrative responsibility over everything he owned. And as we go along in this series, you will also see that Joseph goes from just being the second in command in the captain of the king's palace guard's house to being basically the second in command over the whole country. This was episode four of Decoding How God Thinks About Work, Money, Business, Investing, and Leadership through the life and story of Joseph from the book of Genesis. In the next episode, our guest, Tolu, will help us continue decoding what it takes to go from slave to second in command or from employee to employer as we see from the story of joseph in genesis chapter 39 your host for today was calvin cavanda thanks for listening and see you on the next episode I know God breathed on this. I know God breathed on this. I know God breathed on this. Oh, breathe oh. on this. Breathe on this. Breathe on this. Oh, breathe on this. Breathe
it Before the sons and the daughters Before the sun and the water More than I can say for you But the truth's still for you Once I saw what the Lord do God the Son, all the glory God the Father like Maury Don't care what you say, nothing on me I don't care about the lawyer fees I don't care about your loyalties Gotta solve it all for me Trust man, he a failure Trust and gotta heal ya Dustin, he a Hoffman Don't fall what they offering, uh Fall far too often, yeah Call God but don't call it enough Fall down but don't fall in love I know God is all in us I know God breathe on this 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 Devil on my shoulders, oh, can't let them breathe Brush them off my sleeve, I'm filled with memories Pray they remember me, oh, oh, oh Now I know there's an angel watching over me I inhale and breathe They hearts are filled with grief Okay, now they want to hold me Not too big on people's talking Okay, now they gotta show me Okay, okay Devil's talking to me, angels talking to me, but angels start to tell me it's okay to not feel okay. I know that you'll be proud if you was here today, but it's okay, cause I'm okay. I know God breathe on me, I know God breathe on me, I know God breathe on me, I know God.